At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him. And I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I. is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just what. a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam, last year, we said probably 150, mid-150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine-pointer. Here, here steps out this 90-inch eight-pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then I'll step like another 90-inch eight-pointer. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, deer, right there. Yeah, like And he's 30 already yards. 30 yards. Yeah. He, he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been, had a buck down at 1.40 in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 2.45, 24 yards shot, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. We come down here to Missouri. My ass Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure, super special meat. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, hard AF with a legend of the woods, and we're hitting you with six points on this legend. That's a lot. I know, that's a lot. 
hitting you with a six-pointer, went 138, dark chocolate, epic deer. Legend. Um, legends are all types. You know, It ain't got to be a giant mystical creature out there. Mm-hmm. It just got to be something cool and unique, like a six-pointer, like, I want this thing. Thick. Thick six-pointer. I want it. Uh, We're going to get the people to make this possible, get right into the show. Uh, We're going to start off with Last Breath. We've been hitting you with the launch party, guys. This is coming up hot and heavy, fast, in your face. If you want to go, let us know. Message us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're on. Hit us up. You can send us an email if that is. If you ain't got any social, send us an email. Um, we can we can get you a ticket to the show. Like I said, if you want to come and if you're out of state, let us know. Maybe we can get you a carpool. We got people coming from out of state. Maybe we can hook something up and get you guys to the show. It is absolute blast. Um, with all the COVID shit that went on the last year, a lot of people didn't do shit or have events. So this is gonna be epic. They didn't get to have it last year. They got all the hype from last year, the build-up. This is going to be a two-year event. Shows, beer, free gear, the event, everything, guys. Um, and then also, we had a message of, how do I listen to these on Zoom? I was like, I thought everybody knows. How do we watch the Zoom videos? Uh, because we are recording all these podcasts that we're doing on Zoom now. It's epic. It's, I don't know. We should have been doing this for I don't know how long. Um, since the beginning, if you guys have a podcast and you're not zooming, um, we like to give tips when we figure it out for other podcasts. Just buy the Zoom Pro. That's what we got. Zoom Pro, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Buy the Zoom Pro. Spend the money. It it's just more content, and it's cool to be able to look at the dude in the face that you're talking to. Really, really nice added feature that we weren't doing the first three years. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Cody the whole. <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, we're looking at me the whole time over here. Flicking stuff back at each other. I know, yeah. Yeah, we can't be focusing. <laughs> but yeah, um, they are all on the Last Breath TV YouTube. So um, if you guys want to watch us um, podcast, see what we actually do, which is pretty simple. Um, but uh, it's if you like listening to podcasts and you want you got time to watch it on your TV, go over to Last Breath and check out all these legends. Um, you're actually going to get to see the deer on the YouTube cover art too, which is kind of cool before you get into the story. Um, instead of if you just go to Apple and listen to us, you never really get to look for a picture of the deer. Mm. Um, and uh, hopefully this late summer, you'll be able to see us hunting on Last yeah, Red TV YouTube Last channel. Yeah, on Last Red TV too. Yep. So. All right. Um, what do you got? You got next level of this episode or no? No, I got Exodus. Okay, Exodus. Uh, so it's getting ready to get really hot out there. And one thing Exodus offers is a solar panel for your trail cam. So um, go ahead and get you an Exodus render from Amazon Prime. That's what you need to do. And then you need to pair that with the SP18 solar panel. And then you don't have to go out there and mess with any batteries. Um, And I've seen something really solid. Chad was setting up one in Kansas while they were turkey hunting. Yeah. I'm like, if you wanted to hunt out of state and you had one weekend to come up and even if you say that you don't have an Exodus camera, right? If you bought one of those solar panels, you could hang that thing be like, okay, I am legit good until I come back in November. This thing is going to take pictures and not run out. I'm going to put a 64 gigabyte card in this, mm-hmm. and it's going to take pictures until I come back in November. Yeah, I feel like if you come all the way up here and you're like, all right, I'm going to put lithiums in, and you get burnt on 
you know a bullshit battery a bullshit battery like we've had <laughs> mm-hmm. and it takes 12 pictures and then you coming back and you're staking so much of your intel on this one camera and you go to pull that and you got 12 pictures it's going to be devastating yeah you're like okay i have no idea what actually happened here do i hunt here do i go somewhere else you have no doubt but if you would have had a solar panel on there even if it wasn't a mobile cam at least you have that consistent data cuz they were hanging one on a regular cam and i was like they're guaranteed when that when they go back to that that they're going to have pictures you know they're going to have the content so i uh i thought that was awesome and uh, we don't we don't have we don't have any of those we don't have any solars no we don't we just Some, like to buy batteries yeah we like to buy batteries <laughs> like a mug we're gonna we start buying now because it's yeah. If you buy them at once, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take a loan out. All right, what do you got? All righty, uh, this week for next level, uh, the this week's tip from Nate is um, if you have been using a different mineral product previously, put the new product in the same site, and uh, the deer are familiar with that spot for mineral, so they're gonna you know just associate that spot with having nutrition there available. So. Um, if you are switching products up for this year and um, getting it going, that is something to keep in mind to just keep it in the same area, and that'll be the best for your bang for your buck. There you go. All right, let's get right into it, guys. All right, we got Colton Eichelberger on, and we're having a little cell phone reception, but I got faith that this is going to be the one that we nail. How you doing tonight, man? Good, good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. Uh Coming on. Appreciate having you on. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds rehearsed. Yeah, this sounds rehearsed. It's not so young. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we, I had to have you on a legend. I've seen your, your, your big one, giant brow tines. I'm a, I'm a brow tine guy. It turns me on. But then I seen your six pointer. I was like, oh, God, we got to talk about the six pointer because you don't see very many sixes that thick. And remember that deer you called sausage links? Oh, sausage that, rolls. It, yeah, yeah, it looks, I'm yeah. like, this is sausage rolls out there. Right? <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that six pointer yeah. absolutely blew my mind when I seen it. But uh, just so the listeners can can know, give them a brief introduction of who you are and what you do. So I am Colt Michaelberger. I'm from Paxton, Illinois. It's a very small town. Uh, for work, I travel around the world and drive monster trucks. I get paid to wreck and destroy stuff weekendly. And nice. then uh, when I'm at home, I do agriculture work and deer hunt and coyote hunt and I kind of stick to those two things. I don't get, get too waterfowl crazy, but uh, nice. You ever yeah. uh, you ever race the incinerator? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ryan, that's my he's a uh, my wife's yeah. cousin. Yeah, I got to see that truck and the tank uh, multiple times. But yeah, he's. Yep. I think he just sold it. Actually, I think he sold out. But um, his dad still has the tank that you know they do the the pre shows with, but. Pretty cool, pretty cool right. gig you got going on there. So, yeah, that's he, not bad. <laughs> yeah, he breaks it out sometimes with the little short wheels on and, and does some donuts and stuff for us. I'm like, yeah, short wheels are fire. <laughs> the travel wheels are awesome. <laughs> Things got hella horsepower with those on. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you can't beat that driving around, ramping stuff, crushing cars. That's like, every little boy's dream gig right there so and you kill giant whitetail in your free time so but uh right i mean you yeah, killed a six-pointer uh, pretty cool gig yeah how how what do you say the six-pointer scored 138 or yep 138 man that's absolute giant yeah he was uh 
it kind of yeah he blew a lot of people's minds with the the score but it's one of them deer that it's just so when you hold it in your hand it's it, it kind of blows your mind that it's just a six pointer <laughs> yeah yeah it's got mass and it's got a, it's got it all it's wide for a six pointer it's tall so when I seen it, I'm like, man, that thing is just gnarly. And I love that it's dark chocolate. I like those dark chocolate, those racks, you know. They're just absolutely beautiful. And I don't know why they get them. I wish I knew why because that's the only thing. If they were like, you got to have a needy pine out there, I'd be like, all right, we're playing 300 needy pine. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get the chocolate. That's what I want. But uh, go ahead and, and, and let us know on the story. I read the post. It seems like it was a long a long hunt after this deer. So go ahead and rip right into the story. Yeah. So, uh, just like any year, I mean, like we all do, we build up till October. We're ready to go. And, uh, I would say I'm not a guy that sits at home and waits till November to come around. So obviously by the time October rolled around, I went every chance I could get. And, uh, he, a little backstory on this deer is, he he grew up and was kind of always he was always a six pointer ever since that two and a half years old he was a six pointer and he just never changed but uh towards the end of this deer's life the last couple of years uh which would have been three or two years before i killed him i found one of the sheds to him finally and he was actually a big six then like he wasn't he wasn't just your regular six pointer. Like I, it, the mass started showing, the time length, the width. I mean, he kind of surprised you, but at, still at that point, he was never on a hit list. Maybe a cold buck list, or you know. And I'm not a guy to go out and shoot every eight pointer with no brow tines because I don't think he's going to be anything. You know, I, I kind of believe some of that's hit or miss. But uh, so you know, if the opportunity arose, I, I probably wasn't going to take him that year. And then uh, 2000 and 19 the first time i seen him with no photographs on trail camera i seen him shotgun season and i was in the truck i was driving down the road past one of the neighbor's properties probably two miles away from where i hunt and uh a buddy with me is like yeah that's a crazy big deer you know that's i'm like oh that's that's the six pointer you know that's <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's a nice deer but he wasn't you know he's nothing special and uh, my buddy actually named me. He said, that's my deer. I'm going to kill that deer. And he, you know, just tickled tickled shitless to kill a mature deer. And at that point, he was four years old. Yeah, 2019 had been four. So then he uh, he disappeared, gone. Nothing, you know, no sign of him. Well, come shed season, I didn't really specifically – wasn't really looking for his sheds of course i mean they'd be cool to find but it's not like you pinpoint or set out a, spur- a certain spot to find his sheds so uh i never found his sheds until late march which is late around here because where i hunt there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of human pressure so typically a lot of my deer sheds are found january february a lot in february because of the pressure they drop earlier you know it differs in a lot of areas but i found them in march and when I found them, they were laying the right side, laying down, and the left side was on top of it. So from about 60 yards away, it looked like a ginormous, non-typical shed. You run up there, and, damn, you know, six-pointer, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
but at that time, I mean, at that time, I wasn't like mad. I was like, holy crap, that deer, you know, put on some characteristic. And uh, while this was going on the past couple of years, I just talked about a buddy of mine had this deer on camera exactly two and a half miles away, but I was not getting many pictures of him. And so he kind of home ranged pretty tight to that two and a half mile corridor that was, or two and a half miles away on a 30 acre patch. And so, you know, it kind of never really got like, once I figured out that was his home range, it kind of never really got in my hopes that I could kill him. And, uh, and obviously him being a six pointer, I had different hit listers. I mean, I had two or three other bucks that I was probably going to take before that deer. And then, uh, 2020 rolls around or no. Yeah. 2020 rolls around and my buddy gets a picture of this deer in velvet. And he's like, dude, dude, look at that. Look at this freaking six point. This thing is huge. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Big six pointer. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, you know, it's, he's still a big deer. I mean, it's a great deer, but the problem I had that year was that, I had a 180 class buck that I was chasing after. So like back to where I started in October, I'm hunting as much as I can because I have this 180 inch buck daylight and he is just being, he's acting like a three and a half year old buck or three year old buck, just daylight nonstop in early October in this heat and the crops are still up and he's just wandering around. Like I got to kill this deer. So I hunted really hard for that deer and uh, probably sometimes too much if that, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have talked about before is you can overhunt a deer and kick them out of the area. But I was being really smart about all my moves, never hunt on the wrong wind. But if I had wrong wind, I'd sit across the farm and, you know, scout the field that he'd been coming out in. But I was chasing that deer really hard. And come November, I had opportunities at a hundred yards at that deer, 80 yards, 40 yards, early November, he ran by me chasing a doe, could never get a shot. And, uh, you know, just kind of, it, it kind of is killing my hopes of killing that deer, which it, it shouldn't have been, but that's the point in the year when people start laying down big bucks and, uh, you know, as hunters, we kind of just get that drive when your buddy kills a big buck. You're like, man, I got to get me, you know, yeah. I got to. You watch it on Facebook. You're like, dude, everybody but me has <laughs> killed a deer by now. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's how it got, man. And I, uh. And I didn't let that get to me, but, uh, I started slipping out after work and either glassing from the road, or if I had a good wind, man, I was booking it back to the stand to get that last two hour hunt in. And that deer just all the, the deer I was after kind of just disappeared. He just went nocturnal. He was still on camera, but he, he was heavy nocturnal early November, which was really weird. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't weird. It was just weird because he was daylight in October. So it, it, it didn't get my hopes down. I still hunted super hard, just waiting for that one time he made a mistake. But uh, some random, you know, just one random day after work, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go hunting and I'm, I got a good wind. I'm going to go sit. And uh, I did. And I got to my stand and I don't remember which day in November exactly it was I killed this deer. It was early. It was like the 11th or 12th. And, uh, you know, the, which 11th or 12th, after you talk or listen to all the pros, you know, 11th or 12th, their favorite days are the 7th, 8th, 9th, or, you know, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, or whatever, which I try not to, you can't always listen to what you hear online either. But anyways, I, uh, you know, I was hunted hard through all those days. And then I just randomly went out there after work one day, and I 
no shit got in my stand and hung my bow up and got everything situated. And I heard a loud grunt right behind the stand. And I turn around and there's this six pointer <laughs> at about 35 yards. And I'm like, I just got up in the stand, you know, hung my bag up, didn't think anything of it. And this deer is walking right behind me. And I'm like, huh, what? And then, you know, I looked at through my binos at 30 yards and I'm like, holy shit. You know, what in the hell is this deer doing here? And the funny thing is, is like I said, that deer had a home corridor of two and a half miles away. And I'm like, this is, I mean, this is mind blowing at the moment. So I, he kind of started walking away from me and I just did the lightest grunt that I could do. And he turned on a dime and walked out at 25 yards and, I mean, I, I shot him and blew through his shoulder and it actually knocked him over right there. And then he got up and ran about 70 yards and died right in the middle of the field. And it's just, it was meant to be, but you know, it was way more likely that my buddy was going to kill him because he was home ranging on his ground two and a half miles away. And to have the sheds to these deer that I found you know, two and a half miles away from my hunting property. Cause you know, obviously we all have our different shed hunting properties by landowners. We each get permission, whatever. And the permission I had was right next to my buddies. And I found, you know, three of the whatever, six or seven or eight sheds that he would have dropped in his lifetime and then kill him two and a half miles away from his home range. And then, you know, to, so the cherry on the top, my buddy had a picture of that six pointer the night before two and a half miles away. Oh, and that's, just, that's, I mean, that's doing some work. I've heard crazier stories, you know, but that's, that's, uh, that's chasing some tail. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was it mostly ag ground that he was covering, ripping across? You li- you're in Illinois, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was ag ground with hedgerows. You know, there's hedgerows and small ditches between us. But, I mean, he if he had to walk through backyards. I mean, the, to take that sort of path, and, I mean, I got an idea what path he took. But, I mean, he had to walk between five or six houses, backyards, to to do what he did in that amount of time. I mean, I know that deer travel a lot of ground, but just crazy to come back and shoot that deer. And then the night, before, 24 hours before, he was two and a half miles away. You know, there must have been a good smelling yeah. tail running through there. It seems like my in my past, I'm always like, man, these deer don't go that far. But the more I, you know, hear proper talk, and the more shit we see hunting, we're like, dude, these deer rip. We're getting up over five, six, seven, eight deer that we've had documented on trail cam yeah. going over two miles. Yeah, like in a night, it's two miles and then coming back. We're like, what the hell? Like, and you think walking a mile, but yep. you're just thinking, why? What is he going all the way up there to do? Unless they're just ripping to rip like they're just full of testosterone you're like all right i'm going south here we go <laughs> let's see what we can right. get into you know that's right. that's the only thing i could think because you as a white tail hunter you're like okay why is this deer doing this why there, and i think a lot of times he's just ripping when it when they're that far like yeah a lot of people are like oh there's a doe he remembers from the year before that's two. I mean, that better be a banging doe. Like two and a half mile <laughs> jog for one. Yeah. When you you probably passed thirty right oh, yeah. there. You know, you're like, I'm. Yeah. I got to get that doe from last year. She was fire. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just like, 
running, 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 you know, just, and, you know, he'd, he'd been there, been down there, or, you know, you had pictures out, or you found sheds up by him. Did you ever see him on your farm? Yeah. You did? Okay, I was wondering yeah. if this was, like, the first yeah. time he'd been there, or if he'd been there before. No, he was, uh, two years before I shot him, he would have been probably I, I never got the teeth aged but you know from what i've seen on trail camera and sheds i'm guessing he's six and a half so i would say when he's three and a half i had him on camera when he was just you know just a regular six pointer. i mean he was a big six pointer but he was just a regular six pointer and uh it, you know it kind of all comes back to when people talk about the older they get the narrower their home range is which is true because it's through where we hunt and my buddies all hunt around me we've come to realize that it's it, it, it may be true you know the older they get the smaller their home range is and I firmly believe that unless something like happens like in this situation to where like you guys said why did this deer travel two and a half miles you know was it a hot piece of ass or was he you know what what was he doing was he just full of testosterone and just checking and checking and checking and not stopping yeah I know that when we were talking to Spartan Forge about you know, deer tracking, they mm. said that a lot of deer just go on their one-year journey. Journey, Like, yeah. they just go somewhere for a few days, and they come back. So maybe he was just coming down right. there, like, that's what he normally did, and you were just there this year. He just ran down there a certain time of year and was like, all right, time to make my trip. I bred my doe up here, and now I'm going to make a trip down there and see some new territory. Right. You're getting a bad street rep of the does up here. you got to <laughs> get out of the county. Right. <laughs> Right. head Which down just a crazy thing to think about yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean for him to go that far but like you said just you're just out there just kept hunting and you said that buck the year after was kind of blanking you but you never know what can happen you just gotta yeah. be out there and you know you could be after one legend and another legend comes in <laughs> so did uh did that for buck uh, ever show any uh, aggressive tendencies on Cam or any time that you guys had seen him in order for you to grunt at him or are you just giving the old classic last ditch effort? Oh, I got to grunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. He uh he actually one of the neighbors called him the bully buck because he uh he was always with whenever we seen him. See, I forgot part of the story. He the second. After the first year, I seen him with a buddy, and they said, oh, that's my buck. The second year, on gun season, two and a half miles away, and this is like, I mean, there's a a 40-acre patch of timber that's, you know, on the east side of the road, and on the west side of the road, there's a, a small hedgerow with a creek ditch that runs right up to it. And that second year that I found, the year before I shot him, that I found his sheds, he was, I seen him again during gun season in my truck, leaving my spot for the second year in a row, bedded up on a, the ditch bank of the creek, like 30 yards off the road, tending a doe. And that's, the neighbor kind of got that because that's not too far from his house. So the neighbor kind of got that name for him from just the way he acted around his does. You know, no one could really fuck with him. He, he, when he had his doe, it was, he could sit there 30 yards off the road and look at him and look at the doe. And he kind of just stood up and look at you like, what, what the hell are you guys going to do? You <laughs> yeah. know, but yeah, he, he had a, he, and actually that's how I'm getting him mounted is kind of with his head tilted down. Like he's getting ready to fight just because of honestly the neighbor neighbor naming him the bully buck. But he's just got one of those racks that looks like, man, if I went to fight you, it's like bringing a, 
a knife to a hand fight, you know. You're yeah, it's like that sketch guy. You're you like, dude, that guy hurt. looks strong as hell, kind of sketchy. I'm gonna probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a clean ten. You're like, that guy's right. clean cut. He's solid, but he's, you know, he's he's got kids. He's clean cut. This guy's like the no kid guy. That you're like, ah, oh, this guy's a the sketchy part. Is he's what a black card. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's going on. But we hear that a lot about the bucks that are kind of like, you know, not. They don't have like the basic the superior genetics. Yeah, they're just more like they gotta rough. fight. They gotta fight their way to the top. Cause in theory, you would think a doe would want to breed with the best genetics. And she'd be like, ah man, I don't know. Right. You ain't tricking my trigger. You're only a six pointer, bro. You're only a six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. I need more points than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only if only we knew what they were thinking when they were breeding. No, that's what we need. I'd like to just think like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Then I'd be able to kill him a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. What are you thinking all the time, man? Why are you just cruising around at two in the morning, two and a half miles away from where you need to be? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know you're safe up there. What are you doing? <laughs> right. What are you doing down there? It's a bad, bad idea. You gotta get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Keep slipping. So after you shot the buck, uh, did you, you told you, I'm sure you told the buddy and he showed you that picture. He was probably blown away that. You had shot him the day. He was probably going out like, all right, this guy's still my property. I got a chance. <laughs> Gets a text message like, yeah. oh, I got him, bro. <laughs> yeah, so that's the funny part is I, I, after I shot him, I didn't, I didn't really tell anybody right away, but I, you know, it was like 3.15. So it was two hours before dark still because it was so quick. And uh, I finally texted my buddy. And I'm like, hey, I, I need help getting a deer. And he's like, which deer is it? And I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I think he's a 10 pointer. I don't know. He's big. I, you know, I shot him and he died right in the field. He's or he died in the creeks. What I told him, I'm like, man, we need help. And, uh, so I went to the road and he come about an hour later and it got dark and I pulled up to him. I'm like, Oh, there he is. Yeah. I need help, you know, getting him up. And he got out and he's like, what in the, (laughs) (laughs) but the funny part is, it's like, he, uh, he didn't have another buck on that 40 acre parcel that he was going to shoot that year. So he's like, what, what the hell am I supposed to shoot now? I'm like, I guess one of my deer might travel two and a half miles to you. I don't know. You got to start talking sweet out there or something, get him to come back down South. So. All right. All right. You're the one that scared him out. Yeah. I shot a buck two shotgun seasons ago and we had an, a, a mile and a half confirmed trail cam picture and he broke a brow and lost an eye on the way down. <laughs> so he got his ass kicked oh. on the way down. <laughs> he was clean up there, got down here, it was a little yeah. rough, and <laughs> that's how I like him. <laughs> yeah, that's, I shot him on the blind eye side. That's, that's the only way it made it happen. You did, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had too much advantage over Yeah, the I did, beer. yeah. I, I didn't know his eye was blind. <laughs> Peter, he, he was out there. Peter's but, calling your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's one of those deer you're like, I told him, I shot this deer, Oh yeah. and then we get up there, I'm like, oh no, it's this deer, and then we get him home, I'm like, no, it's not that deer, <laughs> some random deer, <laughs> deer had, that was three different deer I killed yeah. the same day. Deer had three different names. Yeah. <laughs> I shot Chaos, no, I shot Bud Light, no, I shot some random deer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man, it's crazy how they can just traverse and like... It just goes back to you just got to be out there hunting and sounds like I mean you had a, did you ever end up running back into that 180 last year or is he still out there scooting so around? That's the, mm. No, that's the worst part of the story. Uh, yeah, downfall. He uh, 
started daylight in about five days after that, which that night, knowing me, I went and got a tag. I'm sure I did and got another bow tag. And uh, I kept hunting him, but he started daylight not far after I shot that deer again. But it just never, he never had a consistent pattern. He, uh, he fed in the same field, but it's a 240-acre field. So that's surrounded by timber. So it's just kind of one of those wishing games that his bed's his bed's in this 80 acre parcel right here, but getting on the right trail that he's going to come out on and uh, being that big of an ag field, it's, I have a food plot, but it's, you know, it's just that big of a field. You just really can't tell what they're going to be feeling for supper. So yeah, it's hard to compete. I, uh, People are like, you got to plant food plots, but I'm like, dude, I got a 60 acre cornfield over here. I can't compete with that. You know? Right. So Right. Right. And that's, that was tough, uh, figuring out which, you know, trying to get on him. And I, I don't know how long it was, but first gun season, my wife went out and sat in the same stand. I killed that six pointer and, uh, I was out gun season for the opening night and she texted me and she's like, there, you wouldn't believe how many deer are walking behind me coming out in the field. I'm like, you know, that's great. You know, cause when the deer start, when rut starts happening around here, I'm sure it's the same. A lot of places, you know, once they start coming out in the field. It feels like it's just one after another. Bam, bam, bam. Then you got your crazy, you know, two-year-old buck running behind you, just bet, 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 everywhere. But uh, and then she texts me, and she's, I'll never forget it. She's like, "Yeah, there's a really, really big one behind me that's got a lot of points." You know, women and their descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "You have a shot?" And she's like, "No, it's 50 yards in the woods. I, I don't have a shot." And then I get the worst text message of all. It's it's walking towards the neighbors. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And about five minutes later, boom. And uh, she texts me and she goes, they just shot whatever buck that was. He died right where they shot him. I can see him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. You're. You're going to make me sick. So then I'm like, you know, instantly just figured it was him. I'm like, well, there he, yep, he's dead. So I just kind of got sick to my stomach a little bit. I'm like, God, what are the odds? You know, the neighbors who only gun hunt for three days in first season and four days in second season, it's usually not even that much. Don't step foot in their property. Don't check their stands. You know, it's just kind of how it plays out sometimes. And I completely get that if that's how it does it. But uh, yeah, they show up opening day and the guy's sitting right on the property property line knocks down the 180 inch buck that i've been chasing <laughs> yeah and uh it was uh my wife walked over there and talked to him and looked at it and she's like you need to come see this thing and i was like i don't think i want to i don't even <laughs> yeah. i'm happy as shit that they they got it but i, I don't think i want to but I, I ended up going over there and congratulating them and talking to him a little bit and it i mean he was a stud I had a shed to him the year before and he was an absolute stud and he taped right out at 180 and two eights. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's how that yeah. goes. <laughs> we, we were, we were hunting a giant a few years ago and the guys that are on our fence line, they're from Pennsylvania. They only come down in gun season and they always kill the biggest deer. Cause they got the, they literally got the best property with nobody on it. And we were out at the yep. local bar and they were like, we missed a legend. And I was like, oh, my God. The, I'm like, there's only right. one deer that I would consider a legend that I know about anywhere. And then I killed him the next day. So, like, that deer, you think about it, that deer could have been missed the day before I killed him by some guy from Pennsylvania. Right. 
I was killing. I was hunting a mid one eighties eight pointer. Like I tell people that, and they're like, "Bullshit!" I got the proof, and they killed him. <laughs> I was like, "Oh god!" I got the text message, and he was holding it. I was like, "Oh god!" Never again in my life will I have the opportunity to hunt no a one eighty four eight pointer and have sheds off right. of them and have an encounter the year before with her at a bow. Like there's, and then. First day of gun season, guys <laughs> from Pennsylvania just down here just smashing. Him. I'm like, good for you, bro. And then, you know, yep. he's holding them. I'm like, God, dark chocolate rack, giant brows, like my go, my my 100 go to, what I like, and gone. But I got I got it yep. in on him on the other one. <laughs> so it's just there crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. You'd, you're always, you could be just right on the edge of the killing those deer and. You got you to deal right. with a guy who goes out there and gun hunts. That's just part of it. So they got the right to be out there just as much as we do. But it hurts when you've been hunting that deer for a long time and they come in and get it the first day. You're like, yep. you always hear that guy like, just went out, man. Hadn't hunted like 30 minutes all year, set in my stand, and I shot a 170. I'm like, dude, what when it, What about yeah. me? What's my turn? <laughs> I, need, I need that to happen to me one time. Just the the... 170 in October. <laughs> yeah, I'm done, man. I'm solid for the year. <laughs> yep. Nope. I I get that. They're usually most of the time their stories are like, "Yeah, man, I got I climbed down my five foot ladder stand and took a piss, and you I seen him about 200 out there, so I just swung one and well, I dropped him. <laughs> yeah, made it happen yeah. out there. So, yeah, I feel you. Great. Congratulations. I'm happy for you at the same time. What the fuck? <laughs> I think it's funny. Your your wife's out there hunting and she's seen a confirmed 180 on the hoof and like, you know, trying to describe it to you and just like, yeah, it's got a lot of points. Yeah, that would be my that, wife. I've seen a pretty good one, but what's a pretty good one? Yeah. Had a lot of points. I'm like, okay, now we got to figure this out. Yeah. My wife's going to start hunting this year and yeah. I think she's going to, she's going to overshoot on like saying how good is it? like she's probably gonna pass up a solid buck that she should probably shoot yeah just because she wants right. you know something bigger you know i'm just like no no like if it's got handlers your ass needs to yeah. shoot it yeah. <laughs> six get, point get yeah. something down yeah yeah. 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 Uh, yeah yeah don't give her the rule that it has to have four points or more on each side because i've seen some big six pointers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank God we're Absolutely. not in, in that the four point restriction county. You'd be like, "Come on, guys! I got this giant out here. Can't even let take a poke." <laughs> so, yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We'll let you get out of the the mosquito the mosquitoes outside and get inside. We appreciate you coming on and telling your story of the giant six pointer, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's very cool. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this Legend of the Woods. Don't get much bigger of a six-pointer. We got a buddy that's got a bigger, close to yeah, Zach Page. I don't know. It's like 30 inches wide. Though. I was going to say, it's a 30 inches. Hell wide. <laughs> but uh, the, that's the only other six-pointer I know that's like that big. So um, hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you picked up some kind of tactic. This guy, he was outside walking around um, having some signal problems. So if you hear any blips in this episode... Uh, we're, we're sorry about that, but doing the best we can to bring you guys this content. Um, uh, like we always say, do the right thing, leave a legacy, and White Till Legacy is out. Pursuing 
wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.